things cannot be long hidden. The sun, the moon, and the truth. So tonight, the truth is going to be unfiltered and full of flavor. Please welcome Dana McCool and Eric Ramundo, bringing you the smoking truth. Happy Friday! Friday. <laughs> that was so fucking lame already. Here, wait, I need to dig already. <laughs> Eric doesn't. Eric doesn't know that you're here today. Eric's a better politician. He knows how to lie better than I do. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I think this is his last day in Tallahassee today. Great. Yeah, exactly. They passed some junk up there. Yeah. Is he? Hey. Um, Gonzo. I mean, not Gonzo. OG. OG. Yeah. I'm sorry about That's that okay. triple OG. That's all right. Can we get Eric on the phone? Sure. Does he know we're calling? Will he answer? No, he doesn't know we're calling. We're, I'm just going to try to bust his stones because he didn't. He, he, he left me flailing today because it's the last day of session. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I'm like, I didn't want to just do a recap by myself. So... For th- those of you who don't know, this is my co-host today, William Sell. He is the second shittiest politician in Volusia <laughs> County politics. I'm the first. That's a true story. <laughs> I never heard that until he said that one day. He just said, we're bad politicians. That's why we get along. But in following with Eric, you know, you are a staunch Republican. Would you say that? Yes. What, which Republican I was party on your you belong to? One time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You went to the other side. It's yeah. okay. Ruben and I switched at the same time. That's too funny. Yeah. Okay. Well, whatever. I love you both. Yeah. You know that. <gasps> okay. Wait. We're calling Eric to see if he's in the throes. Eric in my ear. <laughs> he might not answer. Hello. No. He's in the throes. They're trying to get the budget signed last minute. I think. Hmm. All right. Yeah. He'll call back, maybe. Oh nope, no Eric. Okay, no Eric. Oh well, Eric, we love you. Sort of. Sort of. <laughs> hey, so I want to get on some topics. Sure. Okay. My big topic for this week is I want to understand because you guys are doing a good job. I over think so. In, over in DeBerry, you really are. I mean, we're trying to recruit all of your people all the time. I know. When I say we, I mean me. I just saw my girlfriend, Shari. Did oh. she tell you she saw me? No. I just saw her over in Lake Mary. We like to go eat at the same place in Lake Mary. And I saw her. And I told her, I asked her, would she come work for us if I threw enough money at her? John Peters tried that. Yeah, I know. We're still striking out. Yeah. She went to D.C., came back, came yeah. back home to DeBerry. She's a, she's a strong team player. Yes, yeah, she is. We yep. like her a lot. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I want to talk about what you guys have done, uh, your set-asides for growth and development over in DeBerry. I want to talk about um, there's obviously a difference between Deltona and DeBerry. Deltona loves DeBerry. You know, you're our next-door neighbor, right? And I want to understand you're doing successfully, you know, what other cities should be doing, the set-asides that you have. You guys are getting a good u- mixture of um, residential together along with uh, commercial and I just really want to understand that your purchase of Alexander Island you know so tell me can you tell me a little bit about that and especially I love the fact that you guys are now golf carting around DeBerry you know yeah um, we just had a resident come to our meeting Wednesday night and let us know that um, she was watching the Mount Dora meeting and they're going to use our golf cart ordinance as an example because they want to also add golf carts to Mount Dora which is um it's really cool when you have other cities knocking on your door asking Mm -hmm. you you know what's your secret sauce how are you how are you guys doing what you're doing so wednesday night we just passed an ordinance for um storage facilities okay so we've had quite a few requests for storage facilities and we just passed an ordinance where if you're going to put a storage facility in the first story of that storage facility is going to be um commercial so you're going to have businesses restaurants um mom and pop shops and that's going to be what's visible from the outside as you drive by Mm -hmm. instead of those orange doors or the blue doors Mm -hmm. um and then second third fourth fifth floor um from 
streetscape from when you drive by it is not going to look like your typical storage facility. So it kind of fits in. It's it hit home for me because my storage facility in DeBerry, right down the street, started out at like 149 for a 10 by 10, and now it's at 269. Wow. So the day before that, I went shopping for another storage facility, and of course, I found one for like $139, and it was actually larger. But people may not realize that there is a huge demand, like there is for apartments for storage facilities, so they keep raising their prices. Right. Raising their prices. I think we're going to eventually get another storage facility in DeBerry and uh, a pretty cool gas station, if you can have a cool gas station. Not a Bucky's, much smaller, but they make homemade donuts on site. Oh, my God, shut up. Happy Dave's out okay. of Texas um, okay. is the rumor right now. Um, so, yeah, like people don't know also that a year or two ago, golf courses, they were going out of business. And developers had their eyes on those. If you bought and paid for a home on the 18th hole of a golf course, and you, you know, they, they probably got more money for that house than they they did one that didn't have a view of the golf course. Now you might see 10 more townhomes when you walk out your door. So um, Carmen, with his foresight, this happened like last year, year before actually, that he said that if our golf courses, any of them go out of business, they will remain undeveloped, which is really, you're just looking ahead and you're trying to get in front of that. Just like with apartments, you know, we put a pause on apartments because everybody wants to put an apartment up. So can we stop there for a second and talk about that? Okay. <clears throat> I understand that we have people moving to Central Florida. It's attractive. I understand we have people moving to Florida. But the question I ask of all cities, which nobody yet has answered, how many people are you planning to let live in your city? Well, I heard ours is going to cap out about 26,000, 26,500. And in all honesty, it's quite possible by the time my term's up for just the four years that we will be built out. Wow. We have very little acreage left to develop, which is good and bad. How, like, how do you think it's bad, though? Because people move to DeBerry on purpose. I, I think that people sometimes move to Deltona out of convenience. Okay, I want to say that. Convenience, proximity to the interstate, in between, uh, Tampa, or between Orlando and Daytona Beach, we're situated on I-4, is convenient for a lot of people. I don't think that Deltona has ever been a destination since the Mackle brothers originally built it. It's been a destination city. It's been one I want to move here because of the convenience. I think the different, I think different, however, is DeBerry. People choose DeBerry because you are a small town. So with that being said, do you think your DeBerry residents would be angry about like not going to rollback or continuing to, you know, keep your millage rates so that you can continue your quality of life there? Right. So um, every year I'm the only no vote for um, not going to rollback. Mm -hmm. Like I always push for rollback. I never get it. Mm -hmm. There's no, it's the only time that. But our, why do you do that? I, I personally, myself, I hate that we have to keep feeding the beast. Mm -hmm. And I know sometimes it's been very handy to have some extra money put away. But I also live, I personally live in a community where people are either working one, two, three jobs or they're retired and they have a fixed income. So my neighborhood and my neighbors, and I know a lot of them, they can't go work an extra hour or two to, to make up for going from septic to sewer or because their cell phone bill doubled or because food has doubled or tripled. They, they don't have, I have that option. I get, you know, hey, I'm going to work another five hours this week mm -hmm. um, because Denise and I want to go see a movie. Mm -hmm. um, they don't have that option. So, yeah, I, I feel their pain and I'm always pushing to try to at least one year, try to hold the line for one year. Mm -hmm. and, and it, you know, if you've been on the council for four years and you never go to rollback, so you're always, you're always, six or seven percent higher than you were the year before and that just seems to add up in five years you know 
that's 20 percent. i agree with you but then who bears the burden the municipality in turn what they do is the only way to do it is to cut spending right so there's either you add maintain or cut period so if you maintain okay you don't do anything you're actually incurring more expense just by virtue of the expense of everything going up right and it is sad that the residents, but the residents are the ones using the municip the, the facilities, using, you know, the roads, using everything, right? So it sucks that you have to pay more for what you have, but the municipalities can't bear the cost of that because what happens is you're going to cut staff. People are going to complain about that. They're not getting your lawns, your parks mode. You're going to cut park programs. What else is there to do for free when you don't have money because taxes have gone up? It's, I think it's about maintaining balance in that nasty cycle. You know what I mean? I explained to my residents that Deltona, we're unique in the fact that about 50% of the people in our town don't pay full value taxes because we have so much um, entitlements for either retired or widowed or, you know, on down the line, right? So really only 50% of our population is paying in to full tax value for municipal services. And so I want to protect, while I want to protect our residents, sometimes protecting them means to me, I have to do the most fiscally responsible thing. You know, if you've got a family, um, where are you gonna go when there's no money? You're gonna go to the park and I have to maintain those parks. You know what I mean? And that's the biggest thing I keep mentioning because it's about the only thing you can do for free in our towns you know in these sports programs and stuff so i'm with you brother but i don't believe you can responsibly go to roll back it's a feel-good thing the county did it and the county is now going to talk about they're going to be voting on cutting services you know what that is mental health services coming out um it, watch it come down the line because that's what they did. They did it because it sounded sexy last year to go to rollback. But the, all of the stuff that the county cut out, incredibly short-sighted, in my, in my opinion. Yeah, well, usually the low-hanging fruit gets cut first. Things that um, people may not notice. Um, with us, with me, personally, I, I would just love a little interest in even just taking half the slice of the pie sometimes instead of all the going all the way to roll back but mm -hmm. um it's a fine line it is you're asking the city you're asking the city i'm asking the city to do what our residents are doing so if they used to be able to go sneak out to a movie once a month and now they can't afford to do that because eggs have doubled or tripled in price i'm just putting that same burden on our city saying don't spend mm -hmm. more than you did last year Mm -hmm. that's all i'm asking and you know who really takes the brunt of the taxes going up taxes going up taxes going up is businesses that's small and large mm -hmm. they pass that on to us <laughs> so we yeah. get hit with that again yeah and apartments people who lives in apartments and new homeowners because they don't have that protection yeah you know it's going to take a year or two for them to get that protection and get that tax break so those are the ones that get hammered and take the brunt of it Honestly, I think Denise and mine, my mayor reminds me all the time, she'll bring in our addresses and she'll look and see how much our taxes are going to go up year over year, and it's maybe a few dollars. Right. But somebody who owns a business in DeBerry, it's not a few dollars. People who live in apartments, it's not a few dollars. And, and folks who just bought a new home in DeBerry. Um, so, yeah. It, yes, taking in more money helps pay for things, for sure. And we've had things pop up. You guys, I'm sure, have had things pop up, and it's nice to have the money there. Yeah, We should be debt-free as a city uh, by the time our mayor is done with her term in another four years. She's amazing. Yeah. I, I love your mayor. Karen Chazé is amazing. She loves you. She talked about you Wednesday night at the end of the meeting. Um, she said she came Monday mm -hmm. um, to watch you get your hair cut. Mm -hmm. You know, she made me a blanket, too, a chemo blanket. The chemo blanket. Yep. Yeah, it's my snuggle blanket. Yeah. yeah, she is an amazing, bright soul. I love. I serve on the TPO with her, and uh, she knows what she's doing. You she guys does. are really, really lucky. Um, I, you know what, I, I. It's long been said, and this has been no big secret that I've never been a supporter of our mayor, and um, I didn't vote for him, didn't campaign for him, had run-ins with him four years ago when he ran before. 
um, and this time too, and you know, I, and it's based on just you know past pol political stuff. However, and I told him this, the moment that he was sworn in as our mayor, or the moment that he won as our mayor, I called him that night and I said, Mr. Mayor, you know what my stances are. I said a couple of things that I request: don't bring national politics into our city. Don't ever talk about that. You can talk about policy all day long. I think that that's fair, but not national politics. And be careful of the company you keep. And um, and we're good. I'll support you. And I'm going to tell you something. And I'm not the only one that said this. I've been pleasantly surprised by how hardworking our mayor is, how vested he is in our community, um, how beloved he is, you know. Um, I, I just, you know, I can't say enough about the job that he's doing right now. Watching him try to uh, keep, <laughs> watching him try to keep rain of the animals at the, at the zoo when we're, I'm talking about me included, right, uh, at commission meetings. He's growing into that. He's getting better. So I love our mayor and what he's doing, um, you know, so. I've had my ins and outs with Mr. Avila. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I was very concerned and worried um, when he became mayor. Mm -hmm. I've had open discussion with him and i like you so far have been very impressed yeah right now he's laser focused on the city and the residents and he's not there's no distractions there's no outside noise and yeah. that's what needs to be done mm -hmm. he's doing what needs to be done and currently uh, i'm impressed and yeah. i've told him that i have no problem telling you how i feel about you or you about me or anybody else for that matter. There's nobody that is, um, can't be a target for me. <laughs> I, five on that. I mean, I expect I, I'm attracted to and surround myself with people that I feel are actually, they don't have an agenda. Mm -hmm. They, they're only, they're only focused on their city mm -hmm. and their residents. And what can I do to help? How can I make it better? And, um, there are some folks out there that, I just don't want to surround myself with that. Yeah. I just don't think that they, they're they there for the right reasons. Right. And I'm going to bring up another subject that I'm getting a little angered about lately is you want to become a com on the county council or you want to be a city commissioner and you run, you get elected, and then you forget to show up. You're just absent. I got a huge problem with that. Um. I was talking to David Sosa today on the phone about it. I was going to ask you about him, but we'll carry I on. see a lot of 4-2 votes where it should be 4-3, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I don't understand why these people are missing time. Um, I know our city, it's in the charter. Um, they're very strict about missing time. It's not that you can't miss time, but they sure do frown upon it. Right. Um, I'm not talking about ribbon cuttings and those things. I'm talking about actually showing up to the meeting for your two hours, three hours, however long it is, and putting in the time mm -hmm. and not being absent. Right. I don't know. Um, Our charter talks about unexcused absences. Yeah. So I'm just putting that out there. I I, I know who you're talking about, and I know that this person had... Uh, it's more than one person. I'm going to go down the line, okay? So I know the one person you're talking about, and they're probably talking about Jody Lee. And he had vacation. Uh, I'll defend that. He had vacation planned before he was elected. And so I, I'm i just going to let that pass. He joined via Zoom, right? He's participated. Yeah. I understand it's inconvenient, you know what I mean? But we have to be, I think, um, liberal with that. The reason our charter was written that way is that past time there was an incident, a struggle. There, there was never anything about that, only excused absences and being on the phone. But two commissioners got into it in the way back, and they changed that because there was a pregnant commissioner that needed to be out, and it was targeted. So whatever. Um, anyways, but I know who you're. Ta I know you're talking about. Are you talking about at the county level also? Yes. You're talking about at the county level also, and I know you're talking about. You're talking about David Santiago. Are yes. you not? Yeah. So I uh, understand that he um, is. He's, he's on vacation also. Yes. How many? How many meetings has he? Missed. It's easier to say how many he has attended. Okay. <laughs> Have you voiced your concern? Uh, I just hammer him for money. 
yeah. uh, because I'm uh, still sore about the echo. And I don't know how the county became more important than the city. That's a whole nother topic. Go, no, no, go ahead. Spit. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. You know, they, they, they come up and they go, oh, we got a, we got a five-year plan. We need $18 million. We want $17 million of it up front. And, uh, yeah, we're not going to do any matching funds. We're not going to do anything that we ask the cities to do because mm -hmm. we're the county mm -hmm. and we deserve it. Mm -hmm. Well, you get all that money from our residents in the cities. Mm -hmm. So what makes you so special? And how do you get away with that? We can't. We got to grovel for for a couple hundred thousand dollars to build a playground, and you guys are just like, hey, we came up with a five year plan. It's twenty one million dollars, and we want nineteen million of it all up front, first two years, and then you know everyone else can eat at the buffet. Yeah. We got all the shrimp and the crab legs. Uh, you guys can have the egg rolls. Mm -hmm. You know, I I don't. That's a sore spot with me. Well, can I go one step further than that? Sure. The state. Mm -hmm. The state. I'm really angry at the state right now. The state is dismantling cities' rights as we speak. Yeah, home rule is uh, disappearing quickly. It is. It's going by the wayside. Yeah. Because, forgive me, but we have a governor that wants everyone to bend at the knee to him. He's petty, I believe. He he is politicking on personal grievances. He is not taking the best interest of the cities at hand when they're doing this. And for somebody that talks about hating big government, it's very hypocritical. We are losing our souls to the biggest thing, development. The development is the biggest thing that we are losing our souls to at current now. And the cities... Uh, the cities really need to get it together uh, on this because now you're going to have a developer that's going to say, oh, I'm building affordable housing. I don't have to ask you for crap. And they're going to come and dismantle your city. Yep. That's what's happening. I saw that. And if you're not an informed commissioner, you're going to let this happen. And if we don't have ACE planning and development, if we don't have ACE attorneys on our side, we're going to fall at the hands of development. You know what? You're still, as a city, a municipality, your people are still going to be paying for this development that didn't pay for itself. Anybody that tells me that development pays for itself, I want you to sit down here across from me and let's just talk about that, very, how that financially you know, works. It's a very small city. we got to buy a, uh, a firehouse. You know, we have to buy another firehouse because we got to put it down there where all the development's at. Mm -hmm. So the fire engine can get there in a certain amount of time. Yep. But absolutely, development does not ever, never, ever, never pay for itself. We need to get creative as cities. We need to band together and say enough's enough and take off our bras and, you know what I'm saying, defend our cities. It's, it's reached an epic proportion. You know, if you watched Monday night's meeting where there is um, a situation. Yeah, somebody bought a piece of property mm -hmm. that was zoned A. Mm -hmm. And now they want it to be C, mm -hmm. and they expect you to bend at the knee and go, sure, sure, yeah. Now I know what I bought, mm -hmm. but now I need it to be this. So let's talk about in generalities, okay? Let's talk about in generalities. If you buy a piece of property twenty years ago, and this property is owned this, you have bought that property, walking into it, especially as a developer, understanding but speculating that you might get your way. Yeah, it's right? a lottery card. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Same thing happens when you buy that engagement ring, man. It's like 50-50, right? So if you develop on this property as if, and then all of a sudden it comes to a stop because you're not getting the result that you want, right, from a zoning issue, is that my fault? It becomes your problem. But is it my fault? Not necessarily. No, it is not my fault. It is not my fault. Nor is my city going to pay for it, nor is my residents going to pay for it. I the, didn't speculate. You the, did. The one thing people, I will say this, probably not popular with you, um, one thing people don't understand is there are people that have property that is zoned correctly, and all you can do is try to manage that mm -hmm. as far as I want to put 895 townhomes on it, and somehow you try to push them in the direction where you want to go and say, Hey, can we, you know, can we do 600? And then you got to take that as a win if they do that. Now there are properties out there that are zone agricultural, you know, 
a home and acre and they'll come to you and say, Hey, I want to put 5,000 townhomes on the 20 acres. I got, I know it's only zoned for 20 homes, but I need 5,000 homes on there. That's when as a council, and I've been to several of your council meetings, maybe before some of them, before you've been on the council, maybe, and probably some when you have, where you've had that opportunity to say no, which to me, I called it a unicorn. Mm-hmm. It, that doesn't always happen. A lot of times you just got to work with developers because the zoning is there and you got to try to come to some kind of compromise mm-hmm. with the amount of stuff they're going to put on that piece of property. Sometimes, occasionally, you guys have had that opportunity where you could say no and they, you've never voted. They've never voted no. I can say that on our council in the last two and a half years, we have voted no sometimes. Yep. We've turned them away. Yep. Said, come back with a better plan. Yep. We have. But I heard Kim Short say it. Hey, you know, people who own property, they have rights. And there's a lot of times when people see something go up somewhere and they're not happy with it. And then they point to you as the commissioner going, how did you allow that? And sometimes it it doesn't even come in front of you mm-hmm. because it's already there. Everything's ready to go the way that is. Our downtown area, all that down there was like 16 years ago, a council had, and a city manager had a, a vision and they pretty much open it up to just about anything. And Carmen's been kind of shutting that door Listen, on apartments and things. Can so. I just say something? Whoever had vision in Deltona years ago, <laughs> I want some of the shit that they were taking when yeah. they made these decisions because it is spaghetti city. You know what I mean? And it's left today's current legislative body kneecapped at to what we can do, where we can put. And so you're spinning and you're spinning and you're spinning. And, you know, the sad thing is is that most developers that come into a community are not giving a shit about the community. They want to come in there, maximize, get in, get out, abandon. If they choose a bad builder, so what? You're on your own. Sorry, I've made my money. And this is horrible because they're not invested in the communities. And what, what I'm trying to do as a commissioner is to get these developers invested in our community. And we have a couple of developers like that. There are we also have a couple of fucking unscrupulous, excuse me, I'm trying not to cuss today because Eric's not here, unscrupulous developers that that's what they're talking about. Give no crap. I'm going to come in, bulldoze my way through your community, get my money, I'm out, see ya, peace out. They'll never come to a ribbon cutting. They'll never reinvest in money into the tax base there. They won't take and invest in the community put put um small businesses in there or support or do you know what i mean no set asides for affordable housing um no, they, they're not going to invest profiteer 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 and that's the sadness that as volusia county we've allowed that to happen we have just pretty much been like uh really promiscuous with our property well yeah i, I don't see developers as the bad guy believe it or not i don't they, i don't either they that. wake up every morning they put their pants and shoes on and and their whole job is to develop mm-hmm. that's what they do yeah they're developers they're going to develop mm-hmm. and if you allow them leadway that that's on you as the city or the county the the developer you know what they want they're pac-man they're out there gobbling it up yep. all the little dots That's what they do every day. They wake up and they eat all those dots every day. They Mm -hmm. want to build houses. They want to develop. They need, they need to put food on their table. So I don't necessarily see them as the devil much like I used to. And I have run into some very decent developers. I have too. I, I, I have too in our community, but again, they're unscrupulous. Listen, I understand that we live in a capitalist society. I want entrepreneurs to be a really successful but with that comes great responsibility too let's not forget about that to whom much is given much is expected you know what i mean and you've got to look at the overall health of a community when you're developing and i'm just saying that that's maybe not always getting done you know and that just really you know sucks. the the thing about deltona um i always give you guys crap about deltona make fun of it um but Thanks, I've, I've been to some areas. And, I've been to areas in Deltona that are absolutely gorgeous. Oh yeah, I and live some in a of gorgeous your parks, area. Mm-hmm. Some of your parks, I'm jealous of. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of them are absolutely stunning. I'm With a park warrior. Yeah, yeah. 
I'm a park warrior for Deltona because it is so beautiful and we need to spotlight them. And I'm going to tell you something. Whatever anybody's opinion is on the Chisler, I call him that. Whatever. I, I, here's I had a the conversation thing. today about him. Here's the thing. The man remains unruffled. He has a mission. He has a job. There are things that he is working on. And he just remains laser focused. He's not letting all the noise ruffle his feathers. Um, I know that there are a couple things that we're having to take a re-look at, right? But for the most part, he's getting the business done without the political theater. And that's, I think people get mad about that sometimes, that he doesn't participate in political theater. Uh, I'm okay with all that. I'm mm -hmm. not a big fan of him mm -hmm. um, watching his work in Daytona. Mm -hmm. I will say that I've, I had this conversation with Sosa today. You guys absolutely positively should already be looking for a permanent city manager. One that's going to be there for the next 10 years. Bro, can I just say something? Who voted? Who didn't vote on his? I voted no on his contract. Because I want to get a city manager in there. I don't mind if, I mean, you're going to, you need him right now. No. You need somebody. Well, listen, you know, you know who is our new deputy city manager, don't you? No. Rick Carl. That's interesting. Mm, very interesting. We weren't told until just like recently. Mm. But with that being said, I am excited about having Rick Carl come on board. The man was fantastic at the airport. He has a real good hand on legislative affairs. He has a good hand on land development. Do you hear me, people? Land development. He has a great hand on um, economic development. So I'm happy to have him on. I don't know where Rick lives. Does he live in Deltona? I'm just asking because you guys have that. We don't have, yeah, we don't know because he's considered, he's not considered a charter officer. Right. So you can be an employee. What if he became city manager? You can live within 25 miles of okay. the city. And he's, fits he that. could be bait. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> That's what you're asking. The, 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 I mean, the, you know, it's, it reminds me of like the New England Patriots for a long time. They were a joke of the NFL. And then they got, they got management and leadership and now they're looked at as royalty. As, as the pinnacle, mm -hmm. as what everyone strives to be in the so NFL. So Deltona can be the pinnacle? It only, t I mean, it doesn't take long. It really doesn't take long mm -hmm. to turn around. I, I honestly, our city was a mess for a long time. We were in the news all yep. the time. Yeah, you were. And, you know, we found Carmen, who used to be a city council person. He was mayor. Can I just say something about him? Carmen, I love you so much. <laughs> I really do. I always tease with him about stealing him for Deltona. You know that, right? I ask him how much money it's going to take, and he's just so happy being in DeBerry. You know, he really, really is. He's super happy to be in DeBerry, he have is. that job in DeBerry, yep. and he is so Because he, he knows he is, like, in lockstep, you know what I mean, with you guys have a good council, you have a good mayor, you have good city economic development. Sherry is amazing. I love her. Um so there's a reason that Deltona is always trying to poach to Barry's people. Yeah. But that's done so in a loving manner because yeah, you guys yeah. are doing a really yeah. a really good job there, you know. Yeah. I, I mean, Except yeah. for the all those apartments that you can see now at Gemini. I'm just going to say whatever yeah. about that. I know. Whatever. I know. Yeah. I know, but people seem to like them. There's no crime down there. Mm -hmm. um, they're expensive. Yeah. And they're right across from Sunrail. And you can't go to a Sunrail station and not see an apartment complex. Yeah, I, I, you know what? If, as long as you stop there, I'm okay with that. But Gemini needs That's to be protected. Gemini needs to be protected. It, well, yeah, my wife and I got married there, so yeah, yeah. you need to protect that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey, I want to ask you something. Um, do you guys have like a chicken ordinance? You have a chicken Currently, ordinance? we have one for um, areas with large acreage. Okay, like, what is it? Um, so what we did was, I think, I believe you're really testing me here. I believe we limited the, the size of the coop and you can only have so many, we don't care about roosters or, or hens or whatever. You can have as many as those as you want, as long as it fits the criteria. I believe it's one chicken per square foot, something close to that. Mm. So we limited the size of the coop. Originally, we were going to leave it wide open where you could have a thousand square foot coop if it fit the property. Right. Then you could have, you know, 500 chickens. But I think we've limited it down now. Um, 
to where basically I think it might be somewhere around 100 chickens or roosters. Yeah, we had, was... had one problem with some neighbors, and I think they cleared that up a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then we're going to eventually take another bite of the apple and sort of see if we can sort out something in areas like where I live, mm -hmm. where it's like a half an acre. Right. Um, but we haven't got that far yet. Yeah, that's what we're doing in our workshop Monday night. We're talking about that because we have some pioneering in Deltona. We have pioneering homesteaders that are living on, they're doing maximum work with their property, like gardening, really. We have some, there's yeah. um, um, David Harriet, uh, or Davison Harriet uh, is a friend of mine, and he has now become friends with Jim and Paula Pesha and we're talking about greening up Deltona. You know, we have Deltona, our community gardens that were which we don't we stagnant don't for a little while. Well, Y'all can come over to Deltona and get some gardening. I've mentioned done. that to some of our residents who really would like to start a community garden. I, mean, I know I'm yeah. trying to push my wife in that direction. But thing with something like that is you got to have solid amount of volunteers. Yeah. You well, know? you know, we do. Um, Deltona Strong stepped up to the plate. God bless you, Deltona Strong, and everyone there, and have created a great foundation at our community gardens. Um, we have we've had you know the the butterfly event there. We have plant sales there, and we have the schools coming in. We have ADA um, beds there so that everyone can come and garden. So um, yeah, we we're doing that. That's what I'm talking about is greening up. I mean, you guys are like with the golf carts, even you know. Um, really making it um a more um user-friendly town so that's what i was talking about because we have that um you know coming up in our um ordinance so you guys are are you doing any festivals over in the berry are you doing anything at the springs or anything so gemini is county mm -hmm. county has gotten extremely restrictive okay you can't have a bounce house there anymore mm -hmm. um why not so we, insurance things they say uh, we used to have them all the time but county-owned property can't have bounce houses on and um we have our july 4th event there mm -hmm. because that's probably the only place in the city we can have a july 4th event and it's always successful and it's well attended and it's great plenty of parking mm -hmm. plenty of open space which is excellent i, I wish we owned gemini springs we could have festivals. I approached the, I uh, went to the Orange City Blueberry Festival. I also went to the Lake Helen Strawberry Festival. And um, I have always been in conversation with the guy who does the events. And he would love to, like, we have had nobody step up to do our July 4th event. So the city has to run it this year. Mm -hmm. um, it's a little restrictive for him because he wants to charge at the gate to get in. If he can't charge at the gate to get in, it makes no sense for him to do the event. Um, I love, it's Buckner, Buckner events. I think mm -hmm. they have craft shows at the Deland um, Fairgrounds and things. And they, do, they don't ask the city for anything other than the space. Right. And it, I, would, I love festivals. We attend them in Mount Dora and Orlando, Lake Helen, Orange City. But we don't really have... The spot for it even if we were to use the sunrail station on saturday and sunday currently it's owned by the county so county needs to understand we over here at four towns have great amenities we would like to be using you know what i'm proposing the four towns music festival yeah you know what i mean get us all together deltona to berry orange city, orange city yeah. i mean yeah. we as a, as a group of council people we get along really well with mm -hmm. deltona orange city i mean we pick on each other, but we have a good time. I love that we have that. Yeah. But we're not enemies. Yeah, no. You know. Um, we should do that, a music festival. You know yeah, that, To right? be able to share a common space and have the cities get involved is like a dream come true. I don't know how easy that would be. Let's pioneer that. To have happen. But the Orange City Council has quite a few people that would probably get on board with that. Um, I know DeBerry would. And I'm sure Deltona. Deltona would. Yeah. yeah. We have it down at Gemini Springs. We have a Four Towns Music Festival yeah. down there I, I, that's, together. It's county property. I mean, I know, I think you can sell beer on the property and all. It's just a So we'll do beer. Yeah, we'll do, do beer. beer. We'll garden. do cigars. We'll do yeah. a cigar tent, right? We'll do 
all kinds of music because I have a music background with bands right. in the area. Right. You know, you have one of the greatest performing bands from the Barry Grindstone Centers. Mm -hmm. They come and do some of your events. Those kids are amazing. Yeah. When I say kids, anyone. Yeah. No, oh it would God, be nice to have something under. where you can showcase local talent. And a lot of people come out to the 4th of July event for the live music. Mm -hmm. They do. Who's playing this year? I don't know right off the top of my head. Mm. Yeah. That would be that would be great. Now, we have ours at Dewey Boster, our 4th of July. But yeah. I think that, like, we should do some fall-ish. Absolutely. Something other fall. Yeah, you know I, what I, mean? I would totally be on board for that. Four Towns Annual Music Festival. We should yep. do that. Okay. You and I are looking into that. We're not going to wait around on other people and, and do that. Um. I wanted to talk about also, um, can we talk about the, can we talk about the counties, uh, oh my God, the, oh my God, hold on a second. The new thing with the county, what is it they just did, the, um, oh my God, what is it, the motorist, the stupid, stupid motorist, motorist law? Danny sent me a, a thing on that. What he send? Because he, I, I, Danny's going to be on, but what I haven't had time to talk to him like about this. But I'm like, in reading just a couple of commentaries about it, well, I'm Danny, like, can you tell me, like, Danny, like most of us, you see things sometimes where you shake your head and go, "Why did you do that?" And then how much money is that costing us to get you out of that mess? You know. You go down a road that you shouldn't have gone down that's been marked. And I see where he, I know Mark Barker doesn't like it. I see where, what he's saying. Um, to try to really penalize those people for a stupid decision, basically. Um, I, I guess that passed four to two. Um, yeah, I haven't had time to poll. I think Troy Ken and Brower, Brower said, said no. no. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, speaking of which, we have two names now for a county manager race already. Did you know that? County chair event, county oh, chair race. Oh, well, I heard rumors, but I haven't been keeping up. Don Burnett, Randy Dye. Yeah, I knew about That'll be Don interesting. Burnett. Don Burnett's a, uh, he's a good guy. Randy Dye from the Dodger dealership? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if I'll have, have, he has time for that. We'll have to have, we'll have to talk about that over fish or something. Yeah, I've met Randy a few times. Yeah. I have I have too. Yeah, I almost gave him all my money for a Jeep, but it didn't work out. Mm. Yeah, interesting. We'll be talking about that. Let me ask you this. Mm. What's what's Sosa doing? Yeah. Um, <laughs> as my wife's here. Um, I've asked that same question to him. What is he doing? He seems to me uh, like I could talk to him. I could call him and like, hey, what are you doing, David? I just haven't had a chance to. I saw him Monday night, yeah. and he's being Sosa, like, you know what I mean? Like he always is. He wants facts. He, You know what I mean? He's a bulldog. He doesn't let stuff go. But he set up these pages and stuff like he's going to run for something in 2024. What's he going to run for? Let's break it down. Go ahead. Personally, mm -hmm. from what I can tell, he's going to run just for his seat. His again. seat again. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that he's still attending all these Deltona meetings leads me to believe that he just wants his seat back. Yeah. That he, he made a mistake. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think he'll tell you he made a mistake. Well, let me ask you this. This is what sucks. This is what happens when you have to resign to run. Yeah. Do you hear that, Not Ron? Not anymore. Do you hear that, Ron? You I, prick you. By the way, I think that's, uh, I like Ron DeSantis. Love most of the stuff he does. That's the most ridic ridiculous thing I've ever Remember, seen. The party's saying that. You know what I'm saying? The party's saying that. That's that's the t that's a toddler yeah, reaction. That's, that's like, that's like I'm not that sure of myself, but let me just see. That's like... Yeah. Get, that's like getting engaged, but yet still playing the field because you're not quite sure, you know. That's what I'm talking about. He's all wishy-washy, and I never thought I'd say this. But if you had a gun to my head, okay, and I had to vote for Trump or DeSantis, I would vote for Donald Trump. I never Can you mark that? freaking said, I never ever thought. Donald Trump's just regular stupid, okay? He's a blowhard. He's a narcissist. But that's the thing about him. You know, he wears it all on the outside. Ron DeSantis is that brooding, evil, Napoleon, hurt little boy that didn't get breastfed enough or something and is still mad about it. He takes out personal vendettas and the political stage to the detriment, really, of people. He's stingy, not prudent. There's a difference there. And he's secretive. 
Even his own party, people in his own party don't don't like him. Yeah, I've heard that he's just not a people person. Um, you know, he's not going to be that social butterfly and hang out after a speech kind of thing. I don't know if that's true, but he avoids me like the plague. I've never been able to lock him down. That's I've always he, wanted to meet him. He's scared you to ask him questions, Sal. He knows I've always wanted right. to meet him, and it, it, I had to block him out a door one day to give him a city pin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know I scared the hell out of him. <laughs> I can see a secret. Three hundred pound right guy running at him at the door. I blocked it. That's I literally funny. blocked it. I can see you doing that too. A, I've been with wearing, you in pants. I, can I was see that. sweaty. I was wearing a pink shirt. <laughs> that guy running at him at every riddle it happened. And I saw his eyes, and he's like, "This is how I'm going to go down. I'm going to die today." That's funny. <laughs> it's That's true. Funny. But. um Donald Trump, I have a oh, totally different opinion of, of uh, being a guy that was a businessman. He didn't really know a whole lot about the ins and outs of politics at in D.C. Mm-hmm. He knew his way of politics to get what he wanted and how to get, like a developer, mm-hmm. how to get something built. Right. But once he got in there, I think he looked around and said, holy crap, this is way worse than I ever thought it was. Mm-hmm. And I think he stepped on a million toes when he was up there. That's Democrats and Republicans. Mm-hmm. A lot of them hated him equally. Right. And that is actually the kind of person that I go, may, may, this is probably the guy that I've always wanted. He doesn't, he doesn't play to either side. And he's, and he doesn't like people that have been there for 80 years. And he really, I, it's just my honest opinion that I really think that that guy is disliked by a whole lot of people. Mm-hmm. Way more Republicans than you would think he's disliked by. Because I don't think he went along with their shenanigans. Well, the Republicans dislike DeSantis in equal measure. I mean, you see all of the, and I read equal, I read equal media. Like when I say that, I read biased media, I read unbiased, but still the same is that that DeSantis didn't build any consensus really coming up. And you have to do that in politics. You know what I'm saying? You have to be consensus building on both sides. I mean, even at like a local level, you know this, right? You can have major differences of opinion with your you're with the people. You're not going to win an election st- on yeah. Republicans alone. Exactly. You're not. not gonna happen. You're not. You like must be a giver. Somewhere there, there's a there's some middle ground where you got to really you really got to attract some people to that. Mm-hmm. Those 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 what do they call I I independent voters are, yeah. the, are the voters that sway an election mm-hmm. and you're not going to win an election by just saying you know now look you can live in a city that's 80 percent red mm-hmm. and you could tote around your trump or DeSantis flag i guess and you'll probably win maybe but as far as president goes you're going to need all those independent votes you're going to need them to win you know i heard you guys talking about the abortion bill and things like that and, and some of those topics are really heated with people mm-hmm and although i may agree with it i don't know how an independent feels about that um which by the way i listened to that podcast i was a little disappointed in how quickly we overlook the the word responsibility we act parental responsibility when i was talking about that responsibility all all the way through you you say oh you know these two kids got you know we got i got my girlfriend pregnant Mm mm-hmm and now it's the state's problem. You're saying I can't get an abortion because I wasn't responsible. And then so somebody needs to pay for all that. That's somebody needs to be responsible. I mean, we won't get a dog unless we talk it through because we know a dog is a responsibility mm-hmm. and, and it, there's so much money that a dog costs throughout its lifetime. And, you know, having a kid or not, it, the answer can't just be, I'm going to get an abortion all the time. I agree with you. That's that's where I draw the line sometimes. And I don't know where responsibility has gone because a lot of kids nowadays are not being raised by mom or dad. Mm-hmm. Now they're being raised by grandparents. Mm-hmm. Grandparents and social media. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where we lost responsibility at. Well, here's the thing. I don't either. And when I talk about being a pro-choice woman, I talk about it in terms of I support a woman in any decision that she makes. Because if she chooses to keep this child, right, I don't push, I don't push either on a female. If she chooses to keep this child, we must rem- rem- remember this. that Actually, that child, in terms of being a village, 
that child is the responsibility of the village. You know what I mean? The parents, if they are ill-equipped to raise this child, this child now is going to add tax burden on the community one way or another, right? They're either going to be a tax burden at point of conception on, I mean, if responsible parents aren't raising them, let's put it that way, I'm gonna put that caveat in there. They're gonna be a tax burden from now to now. So since you have that, let us put this kid in programs that sets it up for success, even if their parents aren't successful because you want successful people I understand that. in your community, right? Or it's gonna be a tax burden you don't give it anything, don't give it any benefits, then this kid's gonna turn out to be an errant child and is gonna be a bigger tax burden when it goes to prison or when it does other things. So I get what you're saying. Yeah, I, I, somewhere in there we've lost our way with responsibility. So what? tell me what the fix is. I mean, I remember growing up, my dad's like, you know, you have to have good credit, get good credit. You'll, mm -hmm. You can have things if you have good credit. You know, and even the schools, um tried to instill things like that the responsibility part of things there's there's a reaction for every action you take and you better be thinking about that before you dive into the pool mm -hmm. kind of thing yep and that that does worry me sometimes it really worries me when i see grandparents raising kids they've already had their kids they're not going to take it near you don't take your your business as serious only the business owner takes his business serious. Anybody else you hire, it's not their business. They don't take it nearly as serious. So when you're raising a kid, it's it's not technically your kid. I don't. Sometimes it seems like grandparents get a little. They're tired. Yeah, they're tired. <laughs> grandparents have already done their job. You know, and you're asking them, you know, basically to raise your kid because I just I worry about things. I, when I wasn't going into school, there was like two kids that had free lunches. Yeah, and of course, every kid made fun of them. Mm -hmm. you, we we have poor. too many people on this planet, period. I don't know. Everyone says we're going to run out of people soon. God, please <laughs> let that happen, Ari, for God's sake. Florida's please. not going to run out, but maybe some, one state will. Please but. let it. Please let it. Yeah. The whole thing's uh, it's, it's very interesting right now to live in this. Listen, I don't disagree with you, and I think that they, you know part of the... I don't know. I think that part of the fundamental conversation or angst between Republicans and Democrats is is about that, is about personal responsibility when you boil it all down. Personal responsibility, personal rights, whatever. Say, I mean, not the same thing, but that's really what it, what it boils down to. When you were 25, do you know of any divisiveness where your neighbor, oh, he's a Republican, leave him alone? No, no. absolutely I don't not. remember that. It's like, did he bring my ladder back after using it? Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's the way that that should be today. I mean, that's the it, way you and I are. It's tough nowadays um, to put a campaign sign in your front yard and not be afraid to offend your neighbor. Yeah. We have great neighbors, mm -hmm. great neighbors. And we're not all the same party. Yeah. Not all of us. Yeah. You know, and that's always in the back of my head. I'm always worried about upsetting my neighbor because I got a, a, candidate Y in my yard, mm -hmm. you know, and it's just, it's somebody who, if I have a candidate sign in my yard, it's because I really believe in that person. Mm -hmm. And most of the time it's local. Right. Most of the time. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know how it, it, nowadays it's that restaurant's a Democrat stronghold. You can, you know, only Democrats can eat there. And this well, do we, don't have, we don't have that. I don't know. What? We don't have that. You know, the quite the opposite is true. I guess. You know where I'm talking. I guess. But I, I come know. there. I come to the yeah, I come I to the do. art place. Yeah. They've not kicked me out yet. I know. You say you shower a few times when you get home and No, I do not. <laughs> I enjoy going over there for trivia night for God's it's sake fun. and eating good food. Yeah, Listen, fun. here's the thing, man. At the well, end of the day, people politics are so freaking personal. I can talk crap. That's what's the beauty of it. I can talk crap about people that I don't like because of whatever. All of the million things that go into me having a political preference, you know? But at the end of the day, I'm sitting down with my good friend, William Sell, who no one can figure out why we're friends because we're so diametrically opposed yeah, in that, but. We're not really, you should, you're two adults. You should be able to, to discuss things and you leave alone those subjects that you know you're not gonna win. It, mm -hmm. You have some strong beliefs in things and I just gotta, I, that, it is what it is. Is it because we think that way or is it because we're both really crappy politicians? Well. Probably the crappy politician part of things. Mm -hmm. And yeah. we like food. Yeah. There's that. <laughs> we like trivia. What, how'd you do last week? No, I didn't. I had Jeep Beach. 
Oh, that's right. Yes, How was that? Not. My friends had a great time. Yeah. Jeep Beach is um, it, the folks that seem to own Jeeps and attend those events are like the most amazing people. Mm -hmm. They're very well grounded. Um, they know what they want. Mm -hmm. They're very respectful. Um, it's a great crowd. Great crowd. The Jeep Club that I'm in is family. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're awesome. How's your thing? Promote your thing. My <laughs> hard top headliners. Yeah. I, I do custom headliners for Jeeps and for Broncos. Mm -hmm. And they Full, look amazing. Yeah, they're, they are amazing. They're fully customizable. They'll stick to the, the inside panel of your Jeep or Bronco for mm -hmm. the life of the Jeep or the Bronco. And I have uh, way more colors than black, brown, and tan. There you go. So I'm yeah. going to drop... We're going to drop, I don't know where the OG is going to drop it, but we'll we'll drop your uh, website um, or whatever, okay? And the, I got you. Can we do that, OG? Yeah. OG can do anything. You're looking nice today, by the way, OG. Thank you. Santa, I can't wait for Christmas. He's super pro professional. No, he's not. He's what cleverly disguised as a professional is what he is. Unless that's Pornhub he's on right now. I don't know. <laughs> Making a note for your website. You'll have, to, you'll have to give it to me after I take show. back my last comment. <laughs> he's on his OnlyFans page updating. <laughs> that's nothing. OG, is it true that you have an OnlyFans? No. He lies really well too. According, no, according to according to cigar hustler people, he's a good liar. He's the worst practical joker that there is in the club. He is the one that makes you believe that somebody else did something, but he's the master behind it. Can you see his face that's, right now? That's a great skill set. Can you see that right now? He's owning that shit right now. Well, he's looking. Oh away. yeah, sure. <laughs> that's a good skill set to have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So listen, since we didn't do it before the show, I'm going to do it after the show. I want to do a little bit of housekeeping. Eric, hurry back. I love my co-host, but I miss you. I want to give a shout out to Mike and Mike Productions. Yay, Mike Absolutely. and Mike Productions. Yay. yay, yay, yay. If you need any casting podcast right here in beautiful Deltona, it's a great studio here. It's an amazing studio. It really is. And it's, it's basically in our backyard. And honestly, this is something that, that needs to be done. You mm -hmm. need to have folks on, not just when there are wanting to get elected but yeah. hold their feet to the fire get them in here i've seen you do it and you ask those questions eric eric has surprised me too because he's answered questions that i never thought he would answer mm -hmm. i have a whole new level of respect for him just don't tell him yeah um, i agree but yeah it, uh, he's he does a really good job i'm really surprised sometimes at what yeah. he says well, you know, we're getting into the season here. Um, 2024 is coming up. I'm going to start having people in preemptively. Um, I wanted to also give a shout out um, and let everybody know. I don't think that um, by last um, last podcast we had the numbers, but we raised about $5,200 for Florida Cancer Specialist Foundation through my new haircut here. I'd like to thank everybody that contributed to that. Um, and I would like to thank the um the west volusia rotary oh my god that was nice so amazing stepping up last minute um pat northy joe hearn bill all of you guys over there at rotary um i am proud to be a part of rotary i'm doing my thing now i want to get involved i'm community-based anyways but thank you for your generous donation of 500 dollars last minute i'd like to give out a shout uh, shout out to Sheriff Chetwood also, who didn't hesitate, or well, maybe hesitate a little bit, but when I asked him to come do this, um, as he is great in community uh, relations and building community, and he's very big believer in that, and um, I'm glad to have him in my corner uh, doing this and everybody that has participated in this in one way or another. Thank you so much. Um, and, and I'm just going to try to fly through treatment now. We have the, you know... At, the this over with you know so we're just going to be humming along here um and thank you for understanding that when we didn't do a podcast week before last but i was not up to the task um but i am here um i'd like to thank my guest william sell again again he is the crappiest politician in volusia politics um a great friend i'd like to thank miss d for showing up too she's over there in the corner she always gives me a good feeling when she's around she's very calming yeah she was a school teacher for 20 years so yeah. um, now she has me <laughs> <There's that. laughs> you're gonna come back right 
I'll always come back. Okay, cool. I'm gonna get some of your peeps over here too. I'll get Carmen over here. Talk to him, Sherry. Talk to him. Yeah, Carmen watches the podcast, especially when I'm on, because he's yeah. always worried about what I'm going to say. <laughs> With good reason, Carmen, I hear you. Oh, gee. Yes. I would like to give you a special shout-out, too. Oh, thank you, you very much. You're the most amazing producer, engineer. Oh, you're so nice. Thank you so much for always being here and being flexible when our schedules get all cranky. Yes, ma'am. All right. Listen, everybody. All right, listen, everybody. We will see you on our next cast. And just remember this. If it's, if it's important, important to you, it's, it's important, important to us. us. Peace. The Smoking Truth Podcast, its owners and sponsors, take no responsibility for the opinions or statements made by the talk show host or their guest. Statements or show topics are not necessarily the beliefs of Mike and Mike Productions or the podcast providers, and opinions between talk show hosts may differ. It is not our intent to libel, incite, or hurt anyone's feelings. We invite you to write the show's host, Dana McCool, with any feedback or suggestions you have for their shows. These broadcasts are presented and made public as entertainment in the hope that they will be entertaining to the audience.